0: Internets, this episode of the Premium Show is brought to you by Skillshare, okay? If you ever mess with any Premium Show, and you appreciated what you got, what you learned, what you heard, okay? Listen to this ad. And not only listen to it, go head on over and support it. This Premium Show episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 20,000 classes in business, design, technology, and more you could take classes in social media marketing, data science, mobile photography, creative writing, you name it, they got it. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving, okay? I mess with it. I always keep an open mind. Something like this to to to, you know, go online and learn some stuff about, yo, know, if you keep an open mind, you could always sharpen your tool and you sharpen your craft and you become better, okay? That's what you do. So listen, I'm going to put you on to something. Skillshare is offering Premium Pete Show listeners, that's you, two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com forward slash Premium Pete. Again, go to Skillshare.com forward slash Premium Pete to start your two months now for 99 cents. Cheer.
1: Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, to other voice of the club, the two time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Crook McLean, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete.
2: Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the
3: Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, Listen to the show,
2: because milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium
0: Pete Show. Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. This is a special one, man. The year end. I'm calling this episode, the Premium Pete Show Best of 2018 Episodes. Now don't get me wrong, this is in no particular order, okay? But it's the highlights. The ones that have some cool backstories. The ones that took you know give a little bit more insight of what it took to get done 2018 was a special year people worldwide listened to the show man uh, our youtube channel was cracking on soundcloud itunes spotify google play stitcher um you know just people worldwide you know in in the states outside the states we had a lot of good episodes everything from athletes to artists to entrepreneurs to tours, to just movers and shakers and people who, you know, hustle. And, and, and one thing I'm proud of that people listening, you know, really, uh, you know, understood and were able to find out information that could help them in their lives. You know, I get hit up. I get DMs. I get emails so many times from people that, uh, you know, say thank you. Thank you for what you do. And I want to thank you for rocking with us, man. 2018 was special. Uh, it meant a lot. It, it, it. You know, it, it, it's in podcasting, it's like sometimes I feel like some podcasts, and you know, people like more so doing things like, you know, hey, look what we're doing. I want to be, uh, you know, somebody that is giving, giving something to the people. Premium P show, man, for the people, you know, say no more. So listen, the best of 2018 episodes, we're going to go over, I'm going to go on my highlight 10 episodes, okay? And uh, you know, we have some honorable mentions, and we'll play a little clip for them. So maybe some, you know, Internet, maybe you heard some of these episodes. We'll give you a little backstory to some of them. Maybe some of you didn't hear. So you'll hear a little clip of them. And you know what? Maybe that incites you to go back and listen to the full episode, you know? And I got some of the team with me. I got Mr. Benson. Benson does uh, the video and the photography for the pre-machine. What's up, Benson? Yo,
4: yo, yo. Now What's up, here, Internet?
0: So what are you doing stop being act like you're being shy uh what are you wh- what are you doing for the holiday what does your family uh, do for the holiday
4: i don't know, staying in just getting the, presents giving them
0: okay okay now is 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 uh what kind of meals do you eat uh, during holidays hmm no? I don't even know. You wait all this time to get on the mic, and then you finally get on yeah. the mic, and you don't fumble say nothing. It. Fumble it. You fumble. You bastard piece of shit. Uh, anyway, happy holidays to you and your family, man. Thank you. Uh, we got Rob here. Rob is a- uh, uh, Hey, what's up? Uh, man, man, shout out to Rob, man. Definitely a big supporter, a contributor, a writer, a uh, bunch of shit, man. bunch of shit you've been doing. Family guy, more importantly, man. Yeah. Now, I, I praise the internets to enjoy uh, enjoy themselves. You know, during the uh, holiday. You yeah. Know? What, do you, what do you do during the holiday?
5: Um, hopefully uh, my kids don't open all of their gifts and I can take them back.
0: Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. You want to return them? <laughs> yeah, I do. Man, you're a piece of shit too, man. I mean, look,
6: man. You know,
0: <laughs> they don't,
5: they don't care about the stuff come February. It's yeah. like I, I work all year to, to give them this money and to, to, to buy these gifts and February toys is laying around the house and... Clothes not being worn, sneakers are just like nah.
0: Yeah, presence over presence. Let them see yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Presence over presence. I, I, listen, anybody listening who knows about the the, the the you know that movement for sure. But sometimes it's presence with presence. So you know, I mean, if you buy your kid a football, you fucking need to go out and play with him with it. You know what I mean? Like so, you know. Um, but I get it. You know, it's funny when my daughter was young. I remember she would open up a gift after gift after gift, and mm. I was like, damn, this shit is like. She would open up one gift that cost me like a buck fifty or two hundred. <laughs> and then just like alright where's the next one there was really no uh, value to it but you know what I mean holiday time is special to, to you know to spend with your family you know enjoy the moments you know holiday sometimes I feel like it, you know it's set up you know what I mean for like it's people to buy stuff but it is special it is special that you get a chance that at least we get an excuse to be around the people we love because sometimes we're so busy mm-hmm. we don't even got time for it you know what I mean
5: yeah I, I can see what you're saying with that but uh, I hope they don't open all these gifts huh?
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, blessings you. We got Isaiah, producer of the Premium Pete Show, uh, manager, uh, entrepreneur, a bunch of shit, man. Keep, mover, going, man. Mo- keep going, man. Keep, man, keep going, man. Man, editor.
3: <laughs> right down the list,
0: man. Uh, you know, mover and shaker, nah, ATL's nah, finest. Shit, uh, Premium Peter, what do you do? Y- oh, man, man. You know, uh, great year, man. Great year for the Premium Pete yeah, Show. Absolutely. A lot of good episodes. Fed the internet's. Um, you know, it's uh, good I, eats, man. Uh, oh, good yeah. eats, man. And twenty nineteen is is, is going to be special as well. You know, I agree. Twenty nineteen is going to be special. Is, is is there a moment that you really enjoyed uh, of twenty eighteen for the Premium Pete Show? Premium Pete Show, um, a bunch of them, man. Uh,
3: of course, we get getting some of them, man. But I think uh, the coolest moment I'll probably say would be uh, uh Bumby, probably
0: mm, the return of Bumby, return
3: of B. Um, okay. Always good, just chopping up with Bun B and you know, going to the smoke room. You know what I mean, passing some around. Yeah, uh, so it was a good time with Bun. So you know,
0: it's crazy Uh for the internet who don't know. Again, Isaiah, um, you know you you, you love smoking weed,
3: right? <laughs> I'm not dry snitching. <laughs> oh man, I'm
0: not dry snitching. Uh, sometimes, only sometimes. Uh, you know, you love smoking weed, and what's great about the Premium Pete Show. Is that you've been able to smoke with a lot of people? Rest yeah, in peace for sure. to our brother Prodigy. Yeah, for sure. You lit up a couple of months with him.
3: Yeah, a couple with Prodigy.
0: Uh, um, who else? Bumbee. Uh, Bumbee. Bum B. Uh, not Scott Storch. You didn't smoke with Scott Storch. Nah, nah, nah. This yeah, because that come was down. something was going down in the studio. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, who else? Uh, Red man,
3: Red man, you didn't smoke with, but you gave him a pack. I gave him, I gave Red man some bud. Um, who else? Burner. Oh, oh yeah, Speed? yeah, Burner. Yeah, Styles P, of course, always. Yeah, Burn, uh, but yeah. Burner, he came through with the pack for real. Yeah. Um, blessed everybody that you know, was in the studio. Yeah, shouts to Burner. It was is crazy, there, actually. Is, yeah. is
0: Is there somebody that you would love to smoke with? You know, of course, Snoop. Okay, um, Wiz.
3: Uh, Wiz is cool, but it's not like I'm a, you know, <laughs> yeah. Obama. You know what I mean? That should be dope. Obama,
0: you think i smoking? For sure. Okay, okay.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. That's it, you know? Well, listen, listen. You know, and we also got Nita. Nita is a a contributor to the Premium P Show. What's up, Nita? How's it going? Now, what did your family do during the holidays?
7: Um, We used to do the regular, like, white people thing, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the tree and the... Yes, but now, I mean, how's
0: that white people thing? Because I seen I seen a lot of other people do trees. And so we got shit. a big tree. Okay, yeah, you're creole. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean so, the, the, don't, American thing, don't be the American a judgmental thing. The American thing. That's what I
7: meant. Now. That's what I meant. I ain't
0: never wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you know, you know, it, it's crazy too because uh, you. One thing dope about you is I met you through uh, Sherrod and Juicy. Shout out to the Butter Chicken Podcast. Um, you know, and I was very amazed that uh, you know I remember you saying, "Hey, you know, uh, you and a friend of yours, what's her name?" Tanya Tanya, and you know uh you were like oh, Yo, you know we're Indian chicks, we're dope Indian chicks, right, you know, mm-hmm. but we, we but you knew all about like me and Chris Morrow and Andrew Schultz and all the podcasts, and what the hell brought you into podcasting?
7: well, actually, because my friend and I we started it was called Dope Indian Chicks mm-hmm. earlier this year just to learn more about our culture because we didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. And hip hop is one of the biggest things in my life. Mm-hmm. So I used to listen to Combat Jack, all, mm-hmm. all the loudspeaker shit before. Yeah. So it just so happens I met Sharad like late last year and just learning more about my culture and shit. So I heard the Butter Chicken podcast, and it kind of reminded me of like an Indian version of Combat Jack sure, or Juan sure. or something like that. So it was kind of a history that I needed to know. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and through that. I didn't know at that time that you produced that show, yeah, yeah,, so I did that, and then it just so happened, and one thing led to another yeah, and here I am here you are here you are
0: <laughs> so you know what, without no further ado let's uh let's get to uh this uh the top episodes from the premium Pete show of twenty eighteen We're gonna start off right, and let me tell you some internet is in no particular order, but I'm gonna start off with the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk. Let me tell you something about this episode. I worked on it for a long time to happen. I have a lot of respect for Gary. Uh, you know, he's a... Uh, I, I, I love how he cares to, you know, motivate people. Like, if you don't like him, you don't like him. That's anything, you know? But he is one hell of a motivator, one hell of a person that uh, uh, is, is, is such a powerful voice. And I'll never forget when we finally locked it down. Shout out to my brother, Tyler. Um, when we finally locked it down... Um, I remember he, he, they called me and they told me that, uh, he only uh, could do like 20 minutes and it was like in the afternoon, I already shot some photo, Rob, he was here and the whole team was here. And, 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 you know, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, damn, I never did a 20 minute episode. And, uh, I don't know if they were trying to big time me or nothing. I got a lot of love for them and I know they got love for me. So I literally got on the phone with Tyler and them and I was like, yo. If you're going to do 20 minutes, you don't even have to come. Forget about it. I didn't want I didn't want the episode. I didn't want it that bad. I, you know I love Gary, and I love what he does, but you know it's like, you know, it's in order to like, you know, chop it up, we need a little bit more than that. And he came and and he he said, "Yo, we moved everything around, man. And uh we have a lot of love for you, and I have a lot of love for him, and I think that people like Gary, we need more people like Gary, man, showing us ways like, you know, how to uh hustle more, make, you know, different types of money and uh Really, most importantly, like, reinvent what, you know, what being cool is like. And I don't mean cool, like, meaning, like, it's okay to tell someone you fuck with them or you love them or you care for them, you know what I mean? And uh, he's been doing a good job with that. So, internet, I present to you, okay? Go check out this clip from the Premium P Show episode with the one and only Gary V, Gary we are
8: We are absolutely massively affected by the DNA we have, the parenting that we get, and where we grow up, mm. and it's just a mix. Here's my punchline, there's no right answer. You could have had a dad, you hear every answer, man. You, like, I t- and this is my biggest point to everybody. This is why I don't allow complaining or dwelling for people that wanna fuck with me, because no matter what, I'm gonna point to somebody who had the same exact same, oh what, you had a crackhead father, and your, and your mom fucking sexually abused you, and you got stabbed, cool, let me show you this kid who actually had that exact mm. same thing, and he won. Mm. That's my problem. My problem is, anything we do right now, and you're taking it to a, a, first of all, I'm fired up right now because this is all I ever give a fuck about. Like, what we're talking about right now is the reason I win. I'm not worried about the little details. This is all macro, blueprint, strategy, mental strategy. No matter what we say right now, Pete, I'm gonna show you somebody who grew up with the same exact situation and had different outcomes. And so for me, everybody who's dwelling on their shortcoming, do you know how many people, I have dinner tonight with somebody and he introduced me to somebody. This is literally true. I have dinner tonight with somebody successful. He introduced me to somebody. And that somebody basically feels the reason they're not successful is because their grandfather and parents were unbelievably rich. <laughs> I just want everybody, I'm, I'm doing the hardcore silence because I have a good sense of your demo and a good sense of my demo. And that confuses people. But you have to understand, for that kid That's his environment. And he says, because I was given Lamborghinis, this is real. I just want everybody to understand. I was, all the competitive learning how to fight for myself was sucked out of me because I was given everything and now I can't win. Mm. For somebody who has nothing and lived in an apartment with eight family members and and had a fight for like steal food, they want to fucking shoot that person in the face. The problem is you have to have empathy. That's that kid's real life. The bottom line is, no matter where you start, everybody has paths to winning and losing. For me, the best move is to take control of your shit. No matter how fucked up you are right now, get rid of loser friends and family, introduce yourself to positivity and winners, and watch how it plays out. I'm obsessed with this.
0: Oh, man. Gary V, man. He's always dropping knowledge, always dropping gems, you know. Now, listen, as we go over this highlight, if you never heard these episodes, you're only hearing a clip from them. These are the best of 2018 of the Premium Show. You want to check out the full episode? Head on over to iCloud. Not iCloud. What the hell am I talking about? iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And uh, YouTube. YouTube, Premium show YouTube. YouTube. Yo, yeah, what'd sure. you think of that episode when, that day? What was, is anything the internet can know?
3: I mean, what stuck out to me about Gary Vee was uh, just high energy. You know what I mean? He had super high energy when he came in. Um, him and his whole team. Uh, shout out Mike Boyd, too. Yeah, I said Mike Boyd, yeah. Um, But yeah, it seemed like they had their whole day, like their whole day, excuse me, um, nailed down to the T, to the minute they were going, they were moving. So really? it was uh, impressive to see. You know, he moves with like a small little production team. They make the shit happen, but uh, it
9: was cool.
0: Yeah, he's doing his thing. Yeah. You know, the next episode I'm going to get to is, um, man, with the one and only, Whoo kid. Yeah, let me tell you something. I don't know if his stories, uh, how can all his fucking stories be real? You know, uh, I remember when he came on the Combat Jack show. That was one of my favorite episodes. He had me, rest in peace, my brother Combat. Um, love you, miss you, um, all that. I hope you're uh, smiling down on us and uh, love to the family, your four beautiful kids. You know, um, always, uh, always going to keep you, uh, um, you know, in my mind and my heart. Um, but uh, that shit was funny. You know, um, Who Kid, Combat loved it. I loved it. I was like, yo, this dude is a wild motherfucker. And, uh, you know, I remember my man Kudis uh, Abdul, he was like, yo, you got to get Who Kid on. I was like, say no more. And um, we got Who Kid. And, uh, you know, he told these stories about Eminem and Styles P. almost stabbing him and, uh, you know. Um, Big Pun. Big Pond and uh, K. Slay and. And uh, I even the one with Sierra air in the tank and the fucking oh, yeah. Je- internet. Let me tell you something, honestly. If this dude gets you know writes a book, that shit would be epic. Okay, the one and only, the one and only when I say okay, G Unit's own. Okay, the 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 big hustler, the big Haitian DJ Who Kid episode of Premium Pete Show. Let's check this out. Let's Was there down. ever a situation where you almost died in Africa?
9: Few situations I almost (laughs) died like 38 times I think I counted like 36, 38 Shit Could have
0: been saying Rest in peace to who kid On this Yeah I almost
9: almost died in like What was it like I think it was like Beirut or something Like The fucking Ceiling almost fell on me I see everybody running off The fucking stage Buck, Banks 50 Everybody jumped off But I thought it was part of the concert Mm. They're screaming at me Like Get the fuck over here You dumbass nigga And I, I thought it was part of Like the show and meanwhile, I looked to the right, and I didn't see—I I saw, like, like workers, like, holding on the rope, trying to keep the ceiling up from falling on me. Mm. So I could have died, like, right there. Like, it was, it was crazy. But all the other times, like, uh, what, is it, like what was it? Estonia. Not Estonia. Fucking uh, Tanzania. The whole country. Mm. Grid goes out.
0: Grid? What the fuck? Like,
9: everything goes out. So the only way to leave is through a tank. They, mm. they put us in a tank— Fucking Sierra screaming, crying her ass off. She thinks she's gonna get raped. When she was
0: down in uh, Africa, you? (laughs) Huh? She was down there. She was
9: performing, and then and then the the grid goes out like mid performance. She's screaming like on stage, like ah! (laughs) And I'm like, I shut the door. I think it was me, Buck. I think I don't know if Tony Yale was there. I could have sworn to, yeah, Tony Yale was there because I remember the sandwiches. It was like these. It looked like rat meat. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They, they gave us like these sandwiches in the tank, but I didn't know what meat it was, and I kept looking at Yale. You know, he think this is rat. Like <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a rat paw in the bun. But I was like, whatever. We, we 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 let that shit go. But we actually took a tank to the airport to escape like. The chaos. What
1: like, the fuck?
9: Because
0: a tank, a real tank,
9: like a real tank. We got in a tank and it who was a, in there? It was me, Yale. It was two tanks. Yeah. Fifty was in another one, and we went straight to the airport. And the Sierra? airport, Sierra was. I don't know how. She, I think she was in a car. I don't know. I don't know. She she met us later at the airport. But this is the funny thing. Like I'll tell you how it ends with Sierra because we had a private jet that took us everywhere. So we went to the airport and it was closed. And then the African promoter gets out. And then he just walks in there. Like I'm just talking about clothes. Like everything lights out, everything. So we're like looking into the fucking airport. And then you see the lights coming on. The promoter is just turning. he's just turning the shit on. He opens the door. We go in there. There's no customs. And we just go straight to our plane. The pilot is there. He's hanging. But we had no more room for like because we didn't come there with Sierra. True. Sure. So I think 50 was dating Sierra at that time. I don't know. Like. Mm-hmm. Sierra had her dancers or some shit, and we were like, yo, we'll take Sierra, but
1: see ya, peace! <laughs>
9: yo, all I know is, is the door shut and we took off. Sierra was on the plane with us, and I don't know what happened to the dancers on. <laughs> because <laughs>
1: there was no power. I was like, this girl's heartless, <laughs> yo. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yo, no, nobody
0: ever checked up on them? I don't
10: know. they my dancers. I don't fuck up checking on them
0: for shit. Yo, who kid is crazy, man? Yo, Rob, what do you think of Who in? You like that episode?
9: Yeah,
5: that was one of my favorites. Um, when I saw him last night, I wanted to ask him, like, how did he manage to, you know, because he talked about his wife, and I was like, how do you manage to have a wife, and then, you know, she'd be cool with you having all of this other woman, and I, I wanted to ask him that so uh, he could impart some wisdom to me. And yeah, well, he got to... rid of his
0: wife. Oh. Yeah. Sheesh. So he got rid of her. I don't know where she went, but, uh, you know. I guess we would call that divorce. maybe that's my next step, you know, but who kid is? It does have stories for days, man. Yeah. If he wrote a book, would you buy it? Of course, man, let me tell you something, man it, it, <laughs> I, I enjoy comedy, man, and that shit was pure comedy. If you never checked out that episode on the premium Show with Who Kid, check that out. Let me tell you, the next episode I want to go to is with the one and only Adam Richmond. For those of you who don't know who that is, if you, if you do, you know that's a man versus food, okay, the OG. Man versus food. I mean, he came in here. First of all, you know what I really, really, really like about that dude? He, email, he DM'd me and was like, yo, big fan of the show. And I was like, what the fuck? That's what I want to say. If you're listening, you're a fellow podcaster. You never know who the fuck is listening. Never. Don't sit there and think that. You know, even if you don't have a lot of listeners, you never know who's listening. Okay. And, and and if you got like dedicated you know people who will listen to each week and it's not a lot, keep on work on growing on that. Adam Richmond man, um, so much so much history in, in in food television broke so many barriers, spoke about like all the crazy moments, eating the craziest of foods, and and real talk, just like I remember when he went over his father uh, passing away, and uh, man it was powerful man. And, you know on the premium show I try to cover. The journey of people, but more so not in an interview way, more so in like a conversation. I want to go over the childhood and and parenting and 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 you know the ups, the downs, the sideways, everything. You know, let's hear, let's hear from uh, the one and only, man versus food OG, my guy, the legendary Adam Richman. Listen, during the break, we were talking about um, finally getting a chance to meet Nas. Yes. Slick Rick at uh, Sweet Chicks Grand Opening in LIC. How yeah. was that meeting Nas, man?
6: Well, first of all, shout out to John Seymour for making the magic happen. Like, I, same thing with you. Like, I, I slid into his DMs and, like, I was just <laughs> like, yo, really admire what you do and you know, not for nothing, a lot of the guys who run around in the circles that he's now running around, like sure. pictures of him in Park City, he's got Sweet Chicken, in LA, he's got one in City Field. They can he's, open up all over, man. He just did the hype, yeah, and he's just around, man. And the thing is, he's still like all about his kids, all about his lady, like a good dad, a good husband, and not for nothing, growing up where we grew up, and especially in entertainment, that's not normally the lyrics to that song, sure. you know what I mean? So he's just a really exemplary dude, and I met him. And I, he sent me a text saying, "Yo, come through." And he said, Nas will probably be there." And I was telling him, I said, "You don't understand. Like when I bought Ilmatic, there's the Whiz. Nobody beats the Whiz. The Whiz opposite the Kings Plaza Diner, right across the street. Yeah, yeah. It's where I bought bought my uh, my copy of Ilmatic. And I remember driving my my, my pop pass. So I'm sorry I lied to you there, but. I was driving the Toyota Cressida, my stepmom's Toyota Cressida, home. And that first, the first drop, New York State of Mind, mm, that mm. boom, 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 that first DJ Premier lick that came mm, in. Mm. Da-da, da-da, da-da. You know, that, that, that deep piano roll, Rambo's a monkey flipping with the funky rhythm, Mobby kicking. Talk Sp- about it. I was just, oh, dude, that album. I, I will. I will fully cop to when I did the u s o tour and I went to Korea, me and some troops like wrapped the whole song of halftime together. They just had nobody to like spit rhymes with, but um I remember I was just staring i could I'd never heard anything like this, and I veered over and my side view mirror clicked into the side view mirror and fucked my my like it dangled off, and I had to fix it and all this shit. but I remember <laughs> I was just mesmerized. I had never heard hip hop like that sure, sure. You know, I mean, I remember buying, like, Kid and Play 2 Hype and learning the Kid and Play Kickstep and learning, you know, I mean, I was into Tribe. I was a big Native Tongues family guy, really big into Jungle Brothers, really big into Tribe Called Quest, and I remember Third Base and Slick Rick, The Great Adventure Slick Rick pe big public enemy guy sure. big big public enemy guy uh but yeah and so then he was there and everyone was trying to get an audience and i'm praying to god i'm like yo i've been on tv for a decade this motherfucker must have just gotten high and watched one episode of me. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. so i go over and he's rocking the supreme had two huge bodyguards there you know smelling kind of irie so i went over and i was like hey man it's truly an honor to meet you i said you've been sort of uh uh uh, a hero of mine for some time and i and i told him i said adam richmond from man vs. food in the travel channel I just looked at me like i was just speaking mandarin he was just like <laughs> that's a that's a thing like he's like uh. and i was like okay and then i like kind of like moved it on and i i just said listen i i was with some troops and they were excited to actually do this and we like did all the halftime i had this instrumental cut of halftime it was, you know, I mean, whatever, man. So I said, okay, I don't want to get, I said, can we get a picture? And then, um, you know, it was, whole, it was a whole thing with getting my camera to work. And I was like, Nas is really fucking hating me right oh now. Like, God. I'm taking up a lot of time. So, sure enough, John didn't know that I had met Nas. So he must have said, I really want you to meet my boy. So he goes, Yo, I want you to meet my brother, Nas. And then Nas was like, Oh, this motherfucker, I met this boy. You know what I mean? He didn't say that, but his face was like, Yeah, I already met this dude already. You know what I mean? So I was like, "Man, Nazesco is gonna hate me already." I'm a back off, but I was like, "It was still tremendous," and I got to tell Slick Rick what he meant to me, which was was pretty, pretty epic. So, yeah, I there is that thing right when you meet your heroes, you don't know who's who's seeing you and who hasn't, and sure. like I didn't expect. I, Christopher Walken and I had the same doctor for a while in New York, and I met him in the waiting room, and the director of season two and three of Man vs. Food was his assistant on Wedding Crashers. So I had heard all these stories, and then sure enough, there's the man himself.
0: That boy Adam Richman, man. Eating, how many fucking dozens of oysters? Fifteen dozen, I think? Keith? I think it was 12 dozen. Who knows? I think it was 15. I don't even know. What did you think of Adam Richman Benson when he was
4: here? I don't know. Adam Richman was just an entertainer. Yeah, like just as good as Joseph Sikora with all those voices and impressions. the yeah, Christopher yeah. Walken. Yeah, meeting him in his doctor's office—that was
0: a crazy moment. Yeah, yeah. He's a natural. Yeah, yeah. He's a natural for sure, man. And, you know, being on television too, and you know, and and how that all went down, man. Uh, he's he's somebody. You know, I I really like that dude, man. I really like that dude. You know, and he knows how to fucking cook. I see him cook with E forty, and he makes like a couple of steaks, and and he yeah he'd he be going over E forty's house and cook. Adam Richmond, man. Shout out to Adam Richmond. You know, okay, shouts, you know, make sure you if, if internet's any of these people who are bringing it up. Make sure you at them and let them know that they they were one of the best episodes of twenty eighteen of the Premium Petro Next episode uh, I want to get to, which was a big highlight of the uh, Premium Petro twenty eighteen, was the one and only the legendary Crooklyn Clan, Fat Man Scoop. Let me tell you something. Okay, shouts to Sav. Okay, anybody in the music industry knows Sav is. That's Fat Man Scoop's brother. I remember telling him, like, yo, I would love to go over your brother's journey, man. And he was like, say no more. And him and my guy Raj from Dubai. And they made that happen. And, and Fat Man Scoop came through. Uh, you know, he he really dropped so many fucking gems about not only getting into the industry, just about his life, his wife, yeah. his divorce, you know, uh, you know, touring the world, like, you know, having you know tens of twenties and millions of mile, you know, freaking flyer mile awards, and you know, I, I mean, just just insane. And you know, and, and you think about it, like this dude too. That's another thing. Thank you, Fat Man Scoop. You made the new intro song for the Premium Petro. But you know what? Let's hear from uh, a clip from uh, the legendary episode in 2018 from the one and only Fat Man Scoop, quick and Clan. Throw your hands up! Um, I heard this. Uh, you you you've gone on before Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Okay, w- w- what 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 does that even mean for people listening who may not know? Break down that Jay Z story.
1: Oh, Jay Jay tell that every he tells that he tell that every time he see me he tell he, he see he tells me that he tells Mike Kaiser that. Um, Jay was Jay was um, Jay always tell me, you could get on. You could come perform on my shows, but you got to perform before the crowd comes in. Mm. He's like, you ain't coming to my shows killing it. One time we were at Hot Night Jamaica, and and that was the time that Jay-Z had Ain't No Nigga. Mm-hmm. It was Jay-Z, Mob, um, Noriega, and myself. And I think I went on like second. I went. No, I went on like third, because at that time... Be faithful wasn't even out. Okay, it was hands up that was out. Hands up, they get your hands up. What hands up, black people? Where y'all at, make Some that that record was out, and DMX. Oh my wow, motherfuckers! Where you at? Where you at? Where you did it? Did Tear the club up. That record, those records were out. That was before Be Faithful, and I fucking was. You know, I learned from Dougie Fresh, so I know how to fucking destroy the crowd. So I fucking kill it right? And I walked past, I had taken my shirt off, the crowd's going crazy, I walked past Jay, and Jay said, I walked past him with my shirt off, and I looked at him like, "Now let's see what you do. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me, he was like, that dude ain't never getting on on a show after, after, before <laughs> after me, nothing. But, you know, that, that I, I, I encountered those same problems that Dougie Fresh encountered. Sure. When Dougie Fresh was at the pinnacle of his career he couldn't do the fresh fest he couldn't do budweiser fest because he was going on those places and he was murdering everybody Mm. um but but that was just a funny story that jay yeah jay always say that he look. he said you walked past me and you looked at me like you know something see what you got fam Mm. and and every time every time i see jay-z he always tell me that story
0: man that boy fat man scoop man he's uh Definitely, I always say hip-hop or this culture we're in is a puzzle. He's definitely a piece of that uh, puzzle. Yo, Rob, what'd you think of Fat Man Scoop? Man, when
5: he came, it was like high energy, but he knew when to turn it on and when to turn it off. But even when he was like in the green room and he wasn't, you know, the Fat Man Scoop that we might cook on type. Sure, he still had that energy, like that, that Fat Man energy that you could just be like, oh, man, like, it was a good spirit about
0: him. Yeah. What about you, Isaiah?
3: Man, uh... I agree with Rob, man. Like, he turned on that Fat Man Scoop energy though. to do, like, that drop or whatever. It was crazy to see him. He was being all cool or whatnot, and then just to, uh, on 10, Fat Man Scoop, Quick on Clan or whatever. But, uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember too much about that episode because, I re- well, I do remember it being early in the day. Yes. So Fat Man Scoop had to park outside on the street when yeah. it wasn't time for damn, uh... Yeah, there's no what? commercial
0: park. There's only commercial parking outside. There it is, till, right, like, 7 tape. o'clock. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: So uh, I had to sit in his car while he ran up to, uh... Record this interview, and then um, I'm in the car, and then a police officer walks up and just starts writing out tickets. You know what I mean? Tickets, <laughs> tickets, tickets. I'll jump out of the car like, yo, I'm right here. Uh, she's like, man, the registration is suspended. This is that. This is that. I was just like, damn. I couldn't do nothing but take the tickets, and you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Pass them on. I remember when you came, I remember when you came back uh, down, I was like, oh, shit. This dude, I remember he texted me, like, he got tickets, I'm like, fuck. Because yeah. you never want, like, somebody comes on your show and shit like that, like, yeah. you don't want, like, they got a ticket, like, imagine, like, if that was me, I'd drive away, I'd be like, fuck Premium Pete, man, <laughs> I went to this dude's, you know, uh, studio to do a podcast, and I got, like, you know, tickets, name a theme song, you know what I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's like, $400, what the fuck is going on, you know, but, uh, you know, how many is that, did we go over five already, I think we maybe we did, you know, Four. Okay, maybe we'll go over one more. Right. N- next one we're going to get to is is with the the. I've really really enjoyed that this episode happened. And, and shout out to Rob. You know, I believe you're one of the people that helped make it happen. Uh, the one and only Roxanne Shantae. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You know, legendary man, legendary. Yeah. And and uh, you know, it's funny. This is what I want to tell you, Internet. It it really matters who you know, and it matters. It matters. I'm going to tell you why. Um. Rob, you, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. You helped put that together. And I remember they were, you know, it, it kind of hit a halt for a second. Yeah. And they were a little, uh, you know, worried about, like, you know, like, like you know, well, we don't really want to do a, a, a podcast, so to speak.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember you got me their number. And I called them. And, 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 and I could tell that in their voice, they were like, yeah, you know, no, no. and I forgot how well an old guest of ours looked back in the archive, the one and only DJ. Cutmaster Cool V, Bismarcky's cousin. Remember how close he was, and I called him up, and I was like, yo, I would love to have Roxanne. You know my style. I'm not somebody trying to do any uh, uh, quick bait shit or anything. I would love to go over her journey. Whatever he said to her, done. And then she came through all overcoated up. You know what I mean? Uh, Legendary, man. I mean, she is a big piece of of hip-hop, man. Um, You know, I'm representing for the females, man. And, you know, we need to continue to do that more. There's a lot of uh, legendary female uh, MCs, MC Light, you know, uh, Queen Latifah, man, you know, Missy Elliott, man, you know. You know, I mean, there's so many, man, there's so many. But Roxanne came in snapping, too, a oh, little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, she wasn't yeah, playing it was, around. Funny, it was she's, funny, She's like an aunt or like. Yeah, like, yeah, like, for sure. She's sure. Like so on the ride here. Yeah. She's like yeah. an aunt, like, kind of yeah, like, you know. You, like, yeah.
3: Nah, we might yeah. do it like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how it's going down. Yeah. And yeah. I was like,
0: yes, ma'am, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, the one and only legendary Roxanne Chante. Queen. Chantel. Let's hear from her. You know, you're, you're a woman who, or even let's start from the beginning, a young girl who broke in the door, yes. o- opened up uh, many, many doors for other girls, other female rappers to come through. Uh, probably didn't know at the time that you were doing some legendary stuff at such a young age, right? How do they fit all that shit in two hours?
11: You got to watch the movie in order for, it, for mm. you to see how it's fitting there because one of the main factors is people say, well, you know, what? if we're going to do the Roxanne Shantae story, if we did the entire story, it would be as long as Roots. Mm, mm. Like we're talking a whole entire week. How long is three this? Three hours per night. Um, it's one hour and 54 minutes or 53 minutes to be exact. So, yeah, but we were able to put enough for people to have a full understanding of why Roxanne Chanté is the way she is or even why she was the way she was. Because a lot of people didn't understand. They would would say, you know, she always seemed so angry. She always seemed so... confrontational. All she wanted to do was battle. She always wanted to, you know, come out and say stuff, things that she shouldn't. She never wanted to unify. You know, and that's that wasn't true. Mm. No one really knew what the life for Roxanne Shantae was off stage. A lot of the girls still were able to, you know, hip and hop and have fun and didn't realize that for some of us, we went into this as a career, as a livelihood, as a way to make money. You know, I, I had already had a baby. I already had a family by the time I was 16 years old. Mm. So, I was already a mom. Mm. So therefore, there weren't after parties and things like that for Roxanne and Shantae. So I took it very serious. The
0: mindset was already different than everybody exactly else. How, it was. How did that happen? I know how you got pregnant. I'm saying, but how did that happen at such an early? Age? <laughs>
11: you're
0: just playing around and, and and nobody you know wearing condoms or just you. How did what pl- happen? No, getting pregnant at such an early age. Did you plan that? Or just well, I
11: think we're all born with exactly the tools that we need. To no, be pregnant. I know that. That's I'm, what you're saying. I mean, I think I'm, I I don't think I really need to explain the birds. Is no, that what no. you want from me? <laughs> I know I came in here and mama oh, but you want me to give you that speech now.
0: No, no, no. He's like, mamo, I, I like that. Um <laughs> No, no, what I mean is like did you plan to Well, have no, a actually I didn't
11: plan to have a career nor did I plan to have a child, but the main factor was I didn't plan for them to steal everything. I didn't plan for people to come in my life and take advantage of the situation and circumstance. I didn't plan to be in foster care. I didn't plan to have mismanagement. You know, I didn't plan to have bad contracts. So, a lot of things happened early in life that I did not plan. But one of the things that was totally a blessing from that is my son and that I must say. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of focus in that in the movie, you know, as to see how certain things took place if anything if anyone was to say anything or want to question anyone why not question the fact of the adults around me at that time with me being a minor and ask them if she was on stage and she's out here performing and she's on tour then how did that happen mm.
0: how did you how did you even work that out meaning like your young mom yes and 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 it's like you're, you're performing you got to go to the studio I you, you got, I took
11: him everywhere mm, mm. I took him everywhere I would not separate from him he was on the front of he was on the back of my album covers he was inside of uh, my magazine pictures when people would tell me a lot of magazines refused to give me covers because I refused to not be on the cover with him and they would say oh yeah well you know what and ironically now they're promoting teen pregnancy with certain shows that they have on television and things like that but for me that's not what I was promoting what I was promoting was the fact of how being a single mom and being a teenage mom and still wanting to be a mother and still under understanding the responsibility of not wanting to leave my child anywhere and everywhere with anyone and everyone. So because of that, I would take him to shows. I would take him to the studio. I would pile everybody, Biz, Kane, Shan, everybody would take all their coats, throw them on the floor in the studio. We would actually make a pallet. My son would sleep on the pallet while we're in here recording and doing different things in the studio. And when I had to do shows, whoever wasn't on stage, it was their turn to hold him. So he became the Juice Crews mm. baby, literally, because they were my brothers. And so in terms... Because I was the person who was on stage, and maybe the promoters had requested to come and perform. You know, there we had to fit it in. We were, we are still mm. a family, and because of that, we were very family orientated. So we did that. We made that, it happen.
0: That's hip hop.
11: That's hip hop, baby. Roxanne, Roxanne.
0: Oh yeah, man, man, the, the legendary man. It was great to have her in the building, man. I know a lot of people are uh, out of states, you know, uh, international, Melbourne, uh, you know, um, Ru- uh, Russia. A lot of people were hitting me up about that episode. Like, damn man, that Roxanne episode was official. And nice. uh, you know, she came in like you know, like you said, Isaiah. She came in snapping, but you know, I had to calm her down and whatnot. That she on the Premium And She said, "You better believe it, or please believe it." That's what that, that was her words. You know, please believe it. But listen, internets, we take a quick break. You're listening to the top episodes of 2018 from the Premium Peach show What a year it's been! Thanks for rocking out with us. We'll come back. We got a couple more to go over. Don't go nowhere. Cheer. Internets, I already let you know that this episode of the Premium Pete Show is brought to you by Skillshare. Okay, I already told you I want to put you on. And I already told you I want you to support it. Stop playing. Skillshare.com forward slash Premium Pete. Go over there. Okay? Premium Pete Show listeners will get two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. Do you understand what I'm saying? Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. Okay? I already gave you what the special offer is. And for those who don't know, Skillshare is that online learning community. That's right. You want to learn about business, design technology, you know, you want to learn about media marketing, data science, mobile photography, creative writing, whatever it is. Okay? People take these classes and they take what they want. And you know what? You wanna know why lifelong learning is important to them? Because they head on over to Skillshare. So Skillshare.com forward slash premium Pete. Get two months just for 99 cents. Internets, if I ever did anything, if you stop playing, go over to Skillshare.com forward slash Premium P. Get them two months for 99 cents. And now let's get back to the show. Cheers. Internets, and we're back, man. The Premium P Show, best of 2018 episodes. Another year in the books. Yes, sir. Another year in the books. And as the year 2018 winds down to an end, you know, we keep on presenting to you the best episodes of the Premium Pete Show. You know. Appreciate you guys, man. Being very great to us here this year, you know? And 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 fucking with the kid and checking in from everywhere. That's another thing too when I tell you to open up your Twitter apps, open up your Instagram apps, at Premium P at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Wish the internet's a happy new year, man. You know, let me know where you're listening from. Love and blessings always. Let me tell you as we wind down the rest of these episodes that I want to highlight from twenty eighteen. We've got some heavy hitters on deck, okay? The one and only Matt Higgins. Okay, he was on Shark Tank, uh, vice chairman of the Dolphins, vice chairman of the, previously vice chairman of the New York Jets. Higgy. Uh, yes, sir. Um, the youngest press sec- New York City press secretary, yeah, a dude that it. was living on the floor, uh, no father, four or five kids. Beat cancer. Yeah, beat cancer. I mean, what the fuck? This dude, and, and you know, um, and a dude that is right-hand man with Steve Ross. Yeah, Steve Ross. The 8.2, $8.2 billion Steve fucking Ross. Okay? <laughs> Billy. And, you know, somebody that really, like, you know, helps turn businesses into empires. I think uh, he's been, uh, had a big hand in Ann Pizza, mm-hmm. uh, Milk Bar, Momo Fuku. Um, big shout out to
3: Michael Astoria. Michael too.
0: Astoria. That's another episode another that episode. was official. Other premium pizza, Michael Astoria. But anyway, listen, internet. I don't need to say no more. You heard what I said. This dude beat cancer, okay? Vice chairman of the Dolphins. Shark tank guy, okay? So much more. Let's hear from the one only Matt Higgins. Cheer. Now, now I remember reading something that you got left back on purpose three times. Yeah. Hey, what is that even about? So to paint a picture,
10: um, growing up in Queens, I... My mother was a you know, great woman, really trying to take care of the kids, doing the best she can. But um, her illnesses, and people always say, what'd she have? And I said, it's like the trials of Job. You know, she had a little bit of everything. like was kind of thrown at her. But her knees were given out. She had a thyroid condition. She was very heavy. It was very hard for her to move around. Um, and here we were trying to stay above water. And the water was rising every day. And um, she's the one who gave me the idea. I watched her go as an adult, get her GD. And then go to college with it. And when I was probably seventh, seventh grade, I thought, well, why don't I just do that on purpose? Like if I can go ahead and, and, and drop out of high school, I can get a job as a college student a lot faster. Everything was about how do I get out of, pos- out of poverty as fast sure, sure, as possible. Sure. And so that was the epiphany. Got to ninth grade and I said, well, this is the play that I'm going to run. And I would just sit in the back of the homeroom with all the uh, all the uh, all the kids with the with the beepers back in the day, sure, you sure. Know, doing whatever they would do right. And I was just kept my head on the desk and just would you know nap for a couple of years until it was time. <laughs> but, the, but then it was You're time. a hymanine. Oh well, yeah, getting picked up by the Truman police at McDonald's. Sure, you know, sure. it was kind of then I'd go home, watch the Gulf War in the afternoon for a bit, and come back. It was just I I, I pulled up my transcript a couple of years ago, so I had to give a speech, and in legitimately like a forty-eight was my average, you know. So I would just deliberately wait, right, because that was the play I was running. Plus, I was working at a deli overnight. I'd carry my butterfly knife to this place in Woodhaven, Queens, because, you know, all the degenerates would come in the middle of the night ordering their corncob pipes and doing whatever, you sure, know, like sure. crazy period of time. Crack time, though. Yeah, exactly. So I... I that to me it was this is not a sustainable life anyway so I'm going to make a choice I come up with this path which is I'm going to drop out and I'm going to start high school I'm going to start college early it's one thing to come up with a plan and then I actually have to execute and, and I was go t- get your GED and go get my GED and I remember when the when the rubber meets the road now I'm 16 been left at left back three years in a row I guess and I now it's time and you have to return all your textbooks. And I remember walking, and that's that's like now you're with all your peers, and they're all moving on with their life, and they're starting to get serious, and you're returning your textbooks as a high school dropout. Sure. And I remember walking into my science teacher, Mr. Rosenthal, if you're still around, you left an impression. I remember giving him my textbook, and he looks to me for the whole class. He's like, Higgins, such a waste, so talented. And he's like, "Um," I was like, you know, whatever, made some stupid snarky comment. He's like, I'll see you at McDonald's. Right, and I remember turning around. I said, "You know what? If you see me at McDonald's, it's because I own it." You know, <laughs> I was like, "Matt, out!" You know. Then I sat down on the steps of Doza, smoked a cigarette, and I was like, "I, I may have just thrown my life away. <laughs> like all the, all the bravado was gone. It was like sure. it was almost like you could hear the blood rushing through your ears. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I've done this. Well,
0: and, and, and what was your next step from there?
10: Well, like everything I do when I'm at these moments of transcendence, sure. take a step back. Gather said, no, you are operating according to instinct, pure, raw instinct. Your mother is getting progressively worse. She's, this is eventually not going to end well. And you need to make as much money as humanly possible as fast as possible. And this is a, way to, this is a smart way to do it. And I went. I remember going to GD classes at Queensborough Community College, sitting in the room and thinking, like, this is not for me. Like, I think I could pass this test. I'm not going to take six months' worth of classes. Next week I went to Springfield Gardens High School in, uh, in, uh, in Queens, took my GD on standby. The following week, I took my SATs. And then within three months, I was enrolled in college. Mm. And so then I was like, okay, that worked. No one stopped me. Now I'm 16. Now I'm in college. I was like, well, let's press this. By the end of the year, I was president of the debate Team. So then I go to my prom. I'm like, let me do a little victory lap. Let me go see my science teacher. <laughs> and so everyone's around. I was like, oh, how's high school going? I just finished my first year. I have a 3.6, and I'm president of the debate Team. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. So... I, I tell that story always because I had to make so many unconventional decisions that didn't seem to make sense from an outsider looking in. But you don't realize, because I never invited anybody over to my house, that my mother is dying in the next room. And it doesn't matter. There's no government agency that's going to run in. you know, There's government cheese in a refrigerator. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm not telling my friends. We're taking the Q27 bus to a, to a pantry every weekend to get food. Nobody knows because we tend to hide our deepest problems and our struggles. So that decision was the absolute smartest decision I could have made, but it looked crazy from the outside looking in. Mm. Once I started going down that path, it's very hard to stop. Once you sort of flex that muscle of unconventional decision-making, right, and it works out, then it becomes almost like a drug. Like, oh, wait a second. I don't need to listen to
0: anybody. I I have the answers inside myself. Man, Matt Higgins, man. What a – what a fucking inspiring dude, man. And he's out here really changing people's lives and really just a hell of a fucking business, man. Rob, how'd you like that episode, man? Man, that was one of my... I,
5: I'm going to say that was my favorite because, um, you know, riding uh You know, I took a road trip with my grandmother. Rest in peace. Um, that was the last time that we got to hear something together. And um, some of the stuff that he was saying, like, stuck out to her. Mm. And the fact that he... Uh, when he said that he wished dra- he drunk- he wish he had dropped out of high school earlier to get his GED, Yeah I said, Oh man, that was great. And my grandmother looked at me and she said, You better not ever did no ish like that. <laughs> and I was like, All right, well. But in my mind I thought it was dope. And the fact that he made all the success and he still wants to help people though. Yeah. That motivated me the most. So Yeah, one
0: and only I'll Matt never Higgins. forget that. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace grandma. Um, you know, listen, it's the holiday time, man. It's the end of the year. And even if you're listening to this later on. What you're doing is you're getting a recap of the highlights of the Premium Pete show. You know, so if you listen to this as soon as it comes out, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Hope you had a, a, a great Christmas, a great Hanukkah. If you listen to this in March, man, what, what what's up with you? Ain't nothing wrong. It's all good. Shout some blessings. Get yourself a nice slice of pizza. Uh, hopefully not from uh, St. Louis or Chicago. But anyway, internets, the next episode. Okay, it's getting a heavy hitter at the end with the one and only... Ronnie Feig, somebody that I watch grow. A kid that, you know, that's one thing I I really enjoy. A lot of people say, yo, Premium Petro, how do you know all these people? I don't know. I've just been around. (laughs) I've just been around. I've seen Ronnie, when he was working at David Z, grow into who he is today. He's always been confident, probably cocky and confident. But God, has he been such an inspiration. And you know what really was special about that episode after I did it? The internet's loved it. You never. Uh, I, I'm not a person who boasts, okay? I'll sit here and boast. That was the best Ronnie Feig interview you will ever hear unless somebody beats it. It was unfiltered. It was raw. It was pure, okay? It was a conversation amongst friends. And the people listening, well, it felt like a fly in the room. And you know why I know it was special? You know, a couple of days after the episode came out, I got an email from Isaac Feig. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And he wrote, yo, I'm, Ron, I'm Ronnie's dad. And you know what? That was amazing, and you really made me feel like, hey, I did a great job as a father. Thank you. I'm proud of my son, and I appreciate you. Internet, I don't need to say no more. I mean, designer, uh, entrepreneur, uh, somebody who has been inspired. I mean, his collabs, Versace, fucking Coca Cola, uh, the Jetsons, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, Levi's, uh, Bergdorf Goodman. uh, You know, I mean, I could keep on going. Guys, a powerhouse. Guys, an icon guy is tremendously uh, 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 inspirational. The one and only Ronnie Feig on the Premium Pete Show. Let's check it out.
12: Didn't you change the fucking... What, what did you do with the Yankee cap? What, didn't you... Oh, instead... Because ste- that's another thing. Yankee Yankee hat fitted OG, but instead of the batterman on the back, it was a Kith logo.
0: Someone told me... I wish I could remember who the fuck it is. It's a friend of ours. I don't even remember who the fuck yeah, it it's is. It's a but friend of ours. Someone told me that when they they, they... they were like, yo, if you could get them to change... The, the, the Yankees to, to agree to do that, that you're out of here. And you got
12: them to do that. Yeah, you want to hear, the, the, look, New Era and the Yankees. So it, it's a funny conversation that happened in Vegas a long time ago where I sat down with New Era and I was like, look, I love you guys. Like, you, you guys are the best ever to make a fitted hat, of course, sure. you know? But if I'm going to make a fitted hat and I'm going to collaborate with New Era, It gotta be on this because this is what I wore my whole life. Strangely, I'm a Mets fan. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Grew up in Queens, but I would wear Yankee hats because I just liked the way the New York logo looked. It says when you when you think about those teams, some of these teams, it doesn't say Mets or Yankees. Mm -hmm. It says New York. That's what people don't understand, you know? And by the way, I'm still happy when the Yankees win, which is weird. Sure. Usually the Thank Mets. For that. Usually the Mets fans hate the Yankees, and the Giants fans hate the Jets, and I used to hate the Jets. Yeah. I used to hate the Jets. You're a Jets fan? or No, Gi- no you're Giants. a Giants fan. Yeah, of yeah. course. I've known that, yeah. by the way. But, so but do you get mad when the Jets win? I don't care for them. Right. I don't care for them either. However, I don't get mad. Yeah. It's not going to be an argument as to who's better, you know, like... Even though the Giants are better It's not going to be that argument (laughs) You know what I'm saying Like I'm not going to argue I'll be like all right. Like I respect that You're from New York You like your home team It's like You know So so anyway I grew up wearing On 8th Street Growing up Working between 5th and 6th Avenue There was a hat store Down the block Next door to Grace Papaya By 6th Avenue By Fat Beats Fat Mm -hmm. Beats around the block It was a hat store That sold Kangles And Fitted's That's it Right and they would have every color Yankee hat. That was the thing. The parasuco jeans with the stripes down the side mm-hmm. with a Mecca shirt and a bear jacket. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? And a Yankee hat looking like a motherfucking Smurf out here. Sure, All sure. blue, royal sure. blue Yankee hat with the royal blue Mecca royal blue parasucos, and royal blue suede wallabies. That was like, that was, it was classic. Silly. It was silly, but you know, there's some pictures that I have back home of me wearing that shit where I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? But the Yankee hat was the one you know i'll never forget you know, this is the craziest shit i used to wear the yankee hats every day and the sweatbands were white in the mm, hat yes. back then and you know, we get fucking filthy yeah. right but that was my shit i used to lo- i i had a collection of maybe 30 25 to 30 yankee hats in all colors right and i went away for a week came back and my mom washed all my yankee hats oh my god bro <laughs> it was a fucking problem anyway that was that was part of my childhood so like when i sat down i was like yo i want to do this is what i want to do and it wasn't an easy uh ask because it's like that's like you're asking for a lot and i knew that but like that was that was a long, it took a year for, for them to digest that one and get back to me and be like, okay, let's, let's Were do it. Were you hopeful? Did you? No, no, yeah. I definitely left that table. Like I shot for the stars sure, and, you know, and even still, you know, there was a lot of explaining to do even afterwards, but like after the experiential moment of opening a pop-up shop in both the Yankee stadium and Met stadium during the subway series and blah, 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 like 86, 96 anniversaries. And, you know, and, and World Series hats for both at the same time, and then doing a Mets hat in a Yankee flip, like sure. Mets colors, Yankee logo, Yankee colors, Mets logo, yeah. which is one of my favorite hats of all time because I got best of both worlds. Sure, I, got, sure. I got my Navy hat with the Mets logo. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? So to get uh, the brand to do that, I mean, that was, that was great. But the Coke thing, that's a whole different situation. And then a Nike thing, you know, uh, Kith in the Futura font over the swoosh. Sure. K I T H, four letters in the Nike font over a swoosh. I mean, I was like, "Fuck." So, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Designing LeBron shoe, plays in the fucking All Star game with the shoe, and then wins MVP of the All Star game in the shoe. And I'm like, you know, it's it's and then and then honestly, it's kind of fucked up because now it's like. Okay, now what? <laughs> now it's yeah, like now LeBron. Yeah. Le, 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 there's no, there's no other LeBron. Sure, sure. Man, Ronnie Fag. Man, the
0: more people hated on him, the more he did. The more he I, that, that inspires me. Like, I feel like you know he is. So, I always say make more moves, make less announcements. I feel like he does make announcements, but he's somebody that like they don't they come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? He doesn't. You know, it's like next thing you know, boom. You're gonna see a supreme kit soon. I uh, probably will see that. Who knows? That that may be big. That'll have people lined up. What you think of that episode, Isaiah?
3: Uh, g- great episode. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me was really the uh, feedback. Um, so many people reached out afterwards. Uh, yeah, great episode.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: What about you, Benson? Um, I mean, like, I just enjoyed enjoyed like two moments, like him talking about Victor Cruz and their friendship and that whole tale. Was definitely something that stuck to me, and him talking about when he was working at David Z, opening the Asics account. I feel like that was like getting into working retail.
0: Like yeah, that. yeah, and dealing with people. You know, dealing with pe- people. No matter what you do, people are gonna hate on you. You could be do- you. You could be donating money. People are hate on you. You know. Oh, he only gave ten thousand. Shut the fuck up. What are you giving? But he he has learned how to. Th- yeah, you gotta have thick skin in this game. Yeah, and you got your purpose. Got to be known that you have a good purpose and you care. You know, let's keep on going, man. Let's keep on going. Internets, you got that eggnog? You got that coquito? You got, listen, I I mean, I just got finished eating from the Feast of Seven Fishes Christmas Eve, man. That was special, man. The squingeal, the galamad. Yo, we never asked
3: you, man. What are you looking forward to, uh? For this holiday season What y'all eat over there man
0: Oh first of all We had the Feast of Seven Fishes On Christmas Eve That we just had Okay It was beautiful Okay Mm, You know we had the lobster We had the scallops We had the salmon We have uh, mussels We have linguine and clams I mean So basically what you do Is you're supposed to eat Seven different fishes Okay So it's the Feast of Seven as a Christmas Eve Italian thing And then you know We have a big family We open up the gifts And you know I got my daughter and my son And you know I just I, I, I really enjoy those moments I'll be honest with you As I get older and I get more like I'm I'm oh I'm really a big family guy. Like meaning like my family's always having something. You've been to my house. Mm-hmm. Um but I as I'm getting older I'm getting more busier too. So, you know, I like the moments that like that's I like I was saying before. Holidays are cool because it's like just another it's an if it's an excuse that for people to get together, then I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm okay with that. But listen, next up, man, man, shouts to my brother Steve LaBelle, Okay. Uh he helped, uh, had a big hand to help bring back Scott Storch. Scott Storch is back, internet's uh, healthy, uh, off you know, off drugs and you know fight, fight, you know beat the demon, and really just making hits. And we got a chance to sit down with the legendary Scott Storch. You know that shit was. Uh, do you remember that day, Benson? Did yeah, that shit felt uh, like it was a, a movie, man? I, w- I wasn't there. You, you I wasn't weren't there, there at all. Okay. <laughs> I was working. Okay. All right, you could have said you were fucking. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, you stress that out,
3: Benson. Come on, yeah, dog. Yeah, 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 pause, no, pause. It, but yeah. it, it was amazing.
0: Shouts to Steve LaBelle. Shouts to uh, um, Scott Storch. Man, you know, just to, for him to go over. You know, we. You know, when you have somebody like that, you know, people have all you know questions about, you know, the money, the coke, the girls. I tried to give a little bit different. That's what I try to do. I, I try to, I try, I try to just have a good conversation with people. I try to make sure that way, like people, like. In, if, if you're friends with Scott Storch, when you hear that episode, you would be like, oh, shit, I, I've been friends with this dude 10 years. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. And and the dude's a legend, man. I mean, hit after hit after hit. Your favorite producer's favorite producer. Let's, let's listen to something from uh, the legendary episode Scott Storch on the Premium Pete Show 2018. Best of. Let's get to it. Cheer. What's the craziest uh, weekend party you ever throw? Weekend
13: or yeah. just week? <laughs> all right, give me the week. The week. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. There's been a whole bunch of them. I mean, I used to have 800,000 people at my parties in my house, and it was
8: nothing.
13: All day. I, and, Unplanned and after Was it club. chefs there? Sometimes, no was, yeah. Was there... Um, Breakfast, usually, usually late night events. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was debauchery.
0: Uh, uh. Do you do you remember the stu- like? Is there something that you spent money on that you said was a stupid thing You're Like, ah, I should never spend. It. Is there anything you regret spending money on?
13: You know what? Some people have a car collection
14: uh-huh.
13: or a jewelry collection or this, or they might buy a boat. They might. I had an everything collection.
14: Uh-huh.
13: There wasn't something that I mean I I was buying the stupidest shit in the world. I one time. Couldn't think of th- something to buy, so I went and bought a set of perfume bottles that were covered in diamonds, multicolored diamonds. It's like eight hundred thousand dollars. It was like four little bottles of perfume. What was it, jupe And I remember it was sitting. They were sitting on my my uh, bathroom sink, and and some broad knocked one over and just destroyed it in like what the fuck? yeah. I was just like, this. <laughs> what's the matter with her? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like you know. It was nonsense. Mm-hmm. I had collections of like crystal figurines, collections. I had you know boat collection, but car learn, collection. How did you plane, learn?
0: How did you learn about like, you know what I mean? Because you have like that's one thing. People could say you spent money. People could say Scott Stritch does that. You made money. You you have good taste, you know what I mean? Is that and that doesn't just come with just because you have fucking money?
13: Yeah, I mean, I was exposed to a lot of serious shit, a lot of serious players. I was hanging out with billionaires, and I wasn't a billionaire, but yeah. I was living like one.
0: I like that you said that. I think you said that yesterday. You said uh, that you were living a billionaire life, but you yeah. were only
13: a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. And when you there think was about a point it. in my life where I guess you know, I was I found myself chasing a particular woman that a lot of people know came into my life at one point. Yeah. And um, uh, trying to impress that person and play a role. Even though I was making shitloads of money, I wanted to play a role with the kind of people that this girl used to hang with. And these are, like, hotel owners of, in Vegas sure. and, like, sure. just crazy, crazy, like, made guys. So, I, I, you know, trying to, like, impress her, I spent a lot of stupid money. Mm. One too many chartered flights to Europe. And one too many.
0: <laughs> I think they're cheaper now, you know what I mean, to get chartered flights, you know. Yeah. All I
13: can say is this if there was Instagram in 2006, you, you would have 100 million followers. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It, would, it would be crazy.
0: Man, that boy Scott Storch, man. Scott Storch on the Premium Peace Show? Oh, yeah, mama, I made it. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it was special, man. It, it, it was special. Now, internet, I already said this before, I'm, I'm going to say it again. If you haven't heard some of these episodes, because you're getting a clip of them. You know, a little teaser. If you haven't heard it, go back in the catalog. I told you. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and please fuck with us on YouTube, because we got a bunch of full episodes on there, and we're cracking on YouTube. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Rate, comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm -hmm. The next episode that I I, want to highlight is with the one and only Josh Kesselman. You know how many people like this episode? Even Scott Norton, who we had on... Check that episode. Uh, the founder, uh, co-founder of Sir Kensington's. He loved that episode. He When, when I met him through my guy, Marco Zabla, uh, Zablowski. Okay? Or Zablau. Why am I saying Zablowski? <laughs> That's what, called. what i called. Mean? You yeah, know, I'm just stretching it out. Actually, shouts to Marco Zab- uh, uh, Zablow, a uh, good friend of mine. Helped me get so. Like, First of all, thanks for believing in me. Um, but more importantly... He brought so many people to the Premium show because he fucks with the movement. He knows what we're doing. He knows we're highlighting this shit. We ain't just doing this shit to do it. We're doing it because it's powerful. And the people that came on, we made some powerful episodes with. But uh, this episode with Josh Kesselman, the founder of Raw Rolling Papers. Internets, do you know what Raw Rolling Papers are? Okay. Well, all my smokers know. But if you don't know, this guy started an empire. Okay? Reinvented r- Rolling Paper. You know, with the cones and the black, you know what's that called? The black one? Um,
3: I don't even remember what it's called. I know it's a lot thinner than all the rest of them. Um, now you smoke raw. It, what What do you like about raw? Uh, raw's cool. Um, when I'm in Atlanta, I prefer Swishers, but uh, raws are cool. Um, do you think it's one of the biggest out there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, raw for sure.
0: You know what's funny? I was in uh, I was in uh, Pennsylvania uh, a couple of weeks ago. And they had a whole raw thing. And I was like, yo, dope uh, thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know about it? I'm like, yeah, I, you know. I, I didn't want to sound like a dick, but I was like, yeah, I know the guy who owns it. <laughs> yo, he <laughs> and, came through with like a, the party pack. A yeah, yeah, he gave like, us a bunch of shit. Pack. Yeah, a whole, yeah. Yeah, he came through with tons of shit, man. Yeah. The, the wood piece that holds like five five joints, uh, joints. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's called, I got five on it. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, And I was telling the guy, and the guy was like, yo, we can't keep it on the shelf. What I really like is that, you know, he, he's speaking about he's a vegan and how he made a vegan Ferrari. You know, um you know, that's crazy to make a vegan Ferrari and how and how much he you know, uh you know, donates and, and gives to, you know, uh people who are struggling.
3: East Africa, yeah, yeah he's a big he's time humanitarian, uh building a lot of wells and uh feeding a lot of people. Um he has I think something with like deodorant, he has what raw it's a lot he's doing. Yeah. Josh is doing a lot.
0: You yeah, let's check out the uh legendary episode from the founder of Raw Rolling and Papers, Josh Kesselman on the Premium Peach Show. Let's get to it. What's your advice to like somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur or wants to do some of the things that you have done? Not particularly, maybe some of the same products, but what's your advice? Because entrepreneur is entrepreneur. All
14: right. right. So, what I always said to myself, going through all this, in the um, in like when I when I did my shit back in the early '90s, was those old remember the old lotto things that used Mm -hmm. to be in the subway? Mm -hmm. You have to be in it to win it. Yep. I don't think they do that anymore, but that's what my mindset was. If you you have to be in it to win it. You have, if you sit around talking about it, thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. Most important thing is to actually just do, is to get forward and actually just find some fucking way. People are always hitting me up on my fucking Instagram and shit, telling me they want to work for me. And I try to tell them, you don't fucking want to work for me, man. You really just want to work for you. Mm. I, I suck. I'm a terrible fucking boss. I'll make you work so hard. No fucking way, man. Go, you'll never make as much money as you would if you worked for yourself. And there's always something that we could be making better. Like, right now, we're sitting here using these microphone covers. I'm sure, I am fucking positive that some dude out there can make a better fucking microphone cover than just a piece of black foam, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably direct it. He can yeah. make it micro, antimicrobial. Aerodynamic. Yeah, washable. Yeah. Like, and that was, and then he should be. Organic. Re- organic. Yeah, it could be fucking natural and shit. Yeah, come on. It could be biodegradable. There's so much shit we could do to this to make it better. And some dude should be doing that. And then he'll get rewarded with that made up thing called money. But if he thinks about it like, oh, I know how I'm going to make money. No, 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 no. Think about how you're actually going to be part of what money is supposed to be rewarding you for. Mm. And then it'll all come. It'll all be fine. Just add value, man. Make things better for all of us. Make the world a better place. Mm. It'll work out for you. It'll be fine. That's at least it was for me.
0: I like that. You know, uh, before we go to a break, um, I want to make sure I didn't have have a brain fart and lose my mind. When we spoke about... uh, did you have the factory, right? Where was that? Indonesia, you said? Or?
14: Well, the cones, the cones. Are, are hand-rolled in Indonesia.
0: Now, now, how did, like, like I said, who, who told you, like, go to in, a, like build the factory over there or find people? Like, how do you find that? Because that's not like, you know, somebody, like, just saying, oh, yo, I got this place for you. It's in Indonesia. Like, well,
14: okay, the thing about Indonesia is like, all the clove cigarettes come from there, the real clove cigarettes. Mm. And the, the oldest clove cigarettes, the best ones, are slightly conical. So they already have an experience there. They have many um you have a mentality of being able to use um simple tools to hand roll cigarettes, which is the same kind of thing as using simple tools to hand roll a cone. Mm. It isn't so different. So logically it all makes sense. It just happens to be the, the best place to do it. At the moment cones cannot be made um well by machine. They have to be rolled, especially on some of the trickier ones like the lean cones. It's just so it's each, each,
0: each, each roar is, is hand rolled.
14: All those cones are hand rolled, but they're not hand rolled like someone's sitting there rolling it like like you and I would roll.
0: Yeah.
14: It's more of an assembly line where one person's rolling up tips and then there's these simple tools that you use to roll paper That's around. That's fucking amazing, chip. bro. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we need to go there and just like bring them like fucking Dunkachinos. Like every, every one of them motherfuckers, bring them a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go down there and say, you know what? We walk through that whole assembly line, Josh, me and you, and just be like, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. And thank you, man, because it's it's incredible, man. No, and it's
14: not a bad place. It's not like some Chinese hell factory. Mm. It's actually, it's very nice. It's air conditioned. Everything is, everyone's happy. The whole goal is you got to have people around you and people who work for you that actually enjoy what they're doing. Mm. Even if you're doing something as simple as rolling cones. Like, okay, well, how can we make your life better? How can we make this like the best fucking factory in the whole area? Make Mm. everybody in there never want to leave. And you figure that out and you make all those people happy.
0: Mm. Outside of charity, what do you like to spend your money on? Hmm.
14: Outside I want to hear charity. the
0: dumbest shit you spent your money on, and then maybe some of the proudest
14: shit. Okay, dumbest shit I spent my money on is my vegan Ferrari.
0: <laughs> First of all, you know the question I'm going to give you. What the fuck is a, a vegan, vegan Ferrari? Ferrari?
14: I made them custom build a Ferrari with no leather in it and no animal-based glues. Mm. We even had to spec different tires to make, because the tire they were going to use had animal products in it. Mm. So it's a vegan fucking Ferrari. It's beautiful. That's fucking dope.
0: Man, smoke something. That boy Josh Kesselman, found of Raw Rolling Papers, Man, bro got everything. Man, they got the grinders. They got the the roll, uh, the plates. Another episode that we did with uh, uh Berner was tremendous too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jamie Jones, shout Jamie to Jones. Jamie Jones. Those are all in the we category. Uh, really inspiring episodes from each of those individuals and really bosses in their fields. In respect, to, you know, respect to each and every one of them. And if you haven't checked out those episodes, check it out. But uh, yeah, there's so many. I mean, when you think about like. You know, all the episodes we did, there's so many. and But as far as, like, again, this is no particular order, but I think we went through nine highlighted episodes. I'm going to highlight ten. This is the last one. Uh, I'm going to go uh, a couple of honorable mentions after this. Uh, we're going to sign off with the team and, and, and wish you all a happy new year. But this last one that I want to highlight from 2018 is, is honestly uh, remarkably amazing. Again, Combat Jack episode we did with Ice T is another one of my favorites, and uh, me and Ice stayed friends, and I would uh, always send him blessings on his birthday, the holidays, and just sometimes just give him a shout. I do that to people I fuck with, and uh, Ice was like, "Yo, why don't you come by my house and tape an episode of the Premium Pete Show with me?" And I was like, "Fuck, let's do it," and we try to figure out, you know, some timing, and I went down. Never forget, I went to his house, man. And I had to go up this hill and he and and he's like, Yeah, yo, uh come up to the top of the hill and I pressed the fucking button. And I was like, Alright. Yo, he pressed the button and it like just opened like a castle. And we went in and there was like fucking Ferraris and Porsches and Lamborghinis and, and fountains of fucking man, the shit was pressed a button and those cars like disintegrated and three more popped up. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck is going on? I had Benson there, I had brother Chris, I had Timmy. Uh, shout to Timmy, Good boy Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. Uh, has been an in, integral. In, I can't even say the word. How do you say integral? How do you say? Yeah, he's been he's been an amazing important uh, part. Important part oh, of the, the YouTube man. Uh, sure. at, taking care of the videos. Uh, shout to Timmy. Shout the boy Lou. Yeah, sure. shout the boy Lou T. The handling the premium P show social. Uh, my man Lou T. Staten Island's finest. Smoke some Lou. Yeah, yeah, Louie gas. Also, our boy Noah. The chomp at, brother. you know, a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. good dude uh, has has lent a lot of graphic design to the Premium Petro. Internets, you're nothing without your team. The teamwork make the dream work. Shouts to my boy Orlando. He's the one who made the original Premium Petro. Uh, logos, uh, big supporter. Uh, man, there's so many supporters of the Premium Petro. Um, and, you know, like I said, you got to have a team. Uh, I'm glad we're able as a team to go over uh, the 2018. But, man, Benson, you know, you were at the Ice-T's house. How, how was that being at Ice-T's house? Man, every
4: moment was just like, damn, I'm making a three-point turn in my 2002 GS300 in Ice-T's parking lot. Like, he's like, oh, well, we couldn't build up, so we built under the cars, and then the cars just started lifting up, and then other cars started yeah, showing Yeah,
10: McLaren's. And- it's crazy. The McLaren.
4: Then you walk up the stairs, and there's portraits of him and his wife and all these different scenes, and then he's got a big-ass TV with the Xbox. He's like, oh, let's just do it at this big-ass dining table. Yeah.
0: Yo, was Coco there? Yeah, oh, she was there. I had to, I parents. had I had to watch uh, Benson. He was looking. Stop uh, that. I seen him. Stop uh, that. Okay, okay. Internet. You know what? Let me tell you something. I'm proud. Okay, my friend, the legend. Okay, Ice T from his motherfucking house on the Premium P Show. Let's check this clip out.
2: I got a rhyme. Want to hear a rhyme? Yeah, well, come on. This is rhyme for the EPA. It Goes like this. Uh, and this is pre-rap. Okay. This is this is long okay. before rap start. I say. um Strolling through the city in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. That's that's another one. It goes like this. Uh, How's it go? Oh, yeah. Falling to a party on a Saturday night, and I left the pad down and out for a fight. Had on my waistline leather, Levi's cuffed under the coat. I knew I was buffed because I was driving that iron getting ready for the set, and I was packing a punching nigga never forget. Mm. The ring in my ear was hanging halfway to the floor because the Crips used to wear the cross on a long ring. And I was so tight, I walked sideways out the door. <laughs> now, my hoopty was lifted front, side, and rear. Glass was all tinted, wasn't none of it clear. Krager down with a cold ass pearl, the deepest diamond tuck in the goddamn world. I had quadraphonic headphones with the tone you could fix. Under the seat, I had a 30-odd-six. Mm. Now, on the way to the party, I was scraping and hopping because I knew by the end of night there was going to be some popping. When I got to the set, I just let it lay on the ground. The Buddhists came to check it out from Chinatown. Mm. Now, I fell in the party. There was women for days. I was looking crazy in some hellified ways. I just walked in the corner and listened as they talked. First James Brown record, I jumped up and crip walked. Now, I was walking so hard. Couldn't know and compete. I was about to turn out the party with my goddamn feet. But then some niggas went and got out of line. And his nose, my fist had no trouble to find. After driving the iron so hard on that day, I punched his grill in one hell of a way. But his partners fell out and so did mine. And the squabbing went on for quite a long time. Then all of a sudden I heard some popping. I knew not too soon this fight would be stopping. I seen 22s, 38s, and a forty five. Pete, I knew not too much would be left alive. Niggas broke out in a goddamn rage. I even think I seen a sawed-off gauge. But, homies, I was sent from hell, not heaven. I broke out with the chrome plate at 357. And the name of the game is simply survival. At the end of the night, 10 was dead on arrival. And me and my partners, we was gone like the winds. The police blamed it on the crypts or the brim. But some people knew in the corner in the dark, them crazy niggas reside in Triangle Park. They go by the name of Burnett, Zell, and Trey. And they belong to the association called the EPA. And we were called the Eliminators Pimping Association. <laughs>
0: mm, no.
2: That's what we were.
0: Legendary. You know, you know uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that, I don't even know, Pete. I ain't said that rhyme in 29 years. Like, I don't no, how the fuck?
0: know. How do you remember that shit, don't
2: though? Don't ask me, cuz. Don't ask me. And, you know, see, that's the shit. I have a lot of those. That's what my friends were saying. Put them on record.
4: Mm, mm. You
2: follow me, mm. and that's when they say do that shit you do. Mm. But I'm trying to rhyme like Run DMC and all that shit. They like nigga top that shit.
0: Original gangster, the one and only Ice T. Man, listen, we were his daughter was there, Coco was there. That was a special. That was a special. And 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 he, uh, you know, he he, he was uh, fucking with the Grillos Pickles. You know, his uh, Coco was eating it, and uh, his daughter. Sh- Listen, shouts shouts to Ice T, man. You know what I really appreciated about that episode? It was two and a half hours of straight game. Okay. Internet's, don't worry about if Ice T's old, or if it's young or it's not. If somebody, you can learn something from anybody, even a younger dude. Okay, just keep an open mind. Ice T spit so much motherfucking game. Make sure you check that episode. Then you know what that was the that that was the best of the highlight of twenty eighteen but there's so many honorable mentions man so many i mean i i, I sometimes I, I i say to myself i mean the arsonist episode even you know all the producer episodes of The premium feature on twenty eighteen derek DJ Angeletti, lord finesse A lot of um yeah. um arsonist um buck wild uh, i mean so many fucking you know Listen, what I wanted to do is this: when I started the Premium Pete Show, if you're a producer and you get to hear these episodes, you're gonna—I I guarantee you—you're gonna learn something.
3: Even if you're anybody in the music industry, yeah, yeah manager. Yeah. Uh, even if you're just curious, man, like they—the grasp they have on the actual business and you know how not to get screwed over in contracts or what to look for, or, or just whatever. Just the stories of them coming up is crazy. So yeah, crazy episodes for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, and 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 when you start thinking, first of all, I want to. Uh, rest in peace to my brother Prodigy, man. That's some of my favorite episodes with Prodigy, man. But uh, more importantly, even like Styles P episode, the return of Styles P, you know? Uh, another dude that spits so much game, you know? Styles got me on this shit like, you know, uh, uh, water is the new soda. I'm trying to listen to him. I want to stay healthy. You know, I, I fuck with him because he's not doing that shit to make you believe. He's not like one of those dudes trying to sell you tummy tea uh, ad, you know? He's like, yo, he's really telling you, water is good for you. And 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 trying to eat healthy is good for you. The return of Styles P episode of the Premium P Show official. That's mm-hmm. another shout out to my brother uh, Styles P. There's I mean there's a bunch more. Even when you think about uh, Eugene Eugene Rem. Rem, man yeah, yeah, yeah. and and what they did with Catch and Rumble, I mean that was amazing, amazing. And 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 John from Sweet Chick. Yep. You know you think about like like internets again. I'm gonna say this. Okay, this is the best of 2018. We went over ten highlighted episodes. We're talking about a bunch of uh, um, um, honorable mentions. If you heard it, you know, you enjoyed it. And then you heard some backstories today. If you never heard it, check it out. But I'm telling you this. 2019, we're going to... First of all, I want to get back on the road and do some live shows. Okay, let me know. internet. let me know on social media where you're at and where you want me to come and do a live show. But more importantly, what I really want to continue to target out to do is that if you're... That you could... Hear from all different people from all walks of life. I want to be able. To, one thing again that I'm really proud about is that we that episodes will come out with people's names that you never heard of, that you may not know, but you'd be willing to press play and learn, and then afterwards say, that was a fucking dope episode. Again, it's not only about just being a podcast and listening for me. It's about being of the people. Premium P Show for the people. Mm-hmm. Man, 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 man. Happy holidays. Okay. And, you know, I want to give some more honorable mentions. Curtis Blow, the legendary Curtis Blow. Big time episode. Stretch yeah, sure. Armstrong, okay? Sure. This is finishing off the year, but even CEO Charlie. You know, Bill Adler was amazing. Horrible Decisions. Uh, horrible Decisions. Yeah, yeah. That's Nems. Dallas uh, Penn. Angelique. Shouts to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. to Dallas uh, Penn. Backdoor. Uh, yeah. Angelique Yee episode, the return her was dope. Um, you know, even my brother. Okay, we would do our uh, state of podcasting. Chris Morrow, man. We really, let me tell you, you know how many people we gave insight about podcasting, about the game, the oral history, the behind the scenes of podcasting. Man, I can't even say anymore, man. I can't even say. But you know what? One thing I will say is this. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Be the best you could be in the new year. And you know what? If 2018 wasn't that good to you, don't worry, 2019 is here. If 2018 was good to you, smile. Embrace it. Live in the moment. Don't be afraid to. Tomorrow's not a promise. Rest in peace to, you know, people you have lost. Rest in peace to people that you exited from your life. Sure. Sometimes people have expiration dates, man. But you know what? You don't need to tell them that. Just walk away. Just, you know, go out the back door. Anyway, listen, shouts again to the team. Shouts to Timmy. Uh, shouts to Luti. Shouts to Noah. Yeah. Shouts to Nita. Nita, shouts to you. Shouts to Big Rob. Rob, thanks for uh, being here to go over to 2018. No problem. Uh, hey, Big, Big Benson. Uh, thanks thank, Thanks for being here. Isaiah. And yeah. you know what, Internet? Shouts to you, people worldwide. And the only thing I ask for for New Year's, okay, if I ask for anything for New Year's, tell a friend to tell a friend. That's all I say.
3: Pass the knowledge, man.
0: Yeah. If you know somebody who... Needs to hear something from somebody. Don't be afraid to send it to them. Don't be afraid to big them up. Don't be afraid to tell them about it. Okay? Happy New Year. Premium Pete Show. See you next year. Cheer. Cheer. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to email me at Show at com. Again, that's email is Show at com. Let me know what you thought. And listen. All my advertisers out there, all my big businesses, my small businesses, whoever, a friend, a store, you want to advertise on the Premium Peach Show? Email me at the Premium at and let's get working. Okay? Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a comment on all streaming platforms and podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we'll see you next episode. Cheer. Internets.
4: This is Big Bella Benson, signing out.
0: Yeah!